Welcome. You are listening to SIB Life Church Sermon Audio Podcast. If you would like to know about SIB Life, including our online service time, you can join us online at siblife.my. Now let's open our Bible in Ephesians chapter six. Ephesians chapter six, verse one to nine. Ephesians chapter six, verse one to nine. All right. I'm going to read from uh, Christian Senate Bible. Here we go. Children, obey your parents in the Lord because this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise, so that it may go well with you and that you may have a long life in the land. Fathers, don't stir up anger in your children, but bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord. Slaves, obey your human masters with fear and trembling in the sincerity of your heart as you would Christ. Don't work only while being watched as people pleasers, but as slaves of Christ, do, go, do God's will from your heart. Serve with good attitude as to the Lord and not to people, knowing that whatever good each one does, Slave or free, he will receive this back from the Lord. And masters, treat your slaves the same way without threatening them because you know that both their master and yours is in heaven and there is no favoritism with him. Come, let's pray. Father God, thank you for this brand new day. Uh, as we enter, Lord, Father God, the final chapter of the book of Ephesians, Lord, Father God, we know there's so, many, so, much, so much things, Lord, Father God, that we're going to learn from you today, Lord. And again, we want to continue, Lord, Father God, to pray for our nation. Lord, um, help us, oh, Father God, to be uh, a faithful servant of yours, Lord Jesus. Continue, Lord, Father God, to serve our nation, Lord, in, in our own capacity, Lord. So, Father God, we commit this time into your hands. Bless us. Give us understanding, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So, in this last chapter, um, Paul continued to teach the Ephesians on how a spirit-filled person should connect with one another. Now, two weeks ago, I preached uh, about the relationship between husband and wife, you know, and, and today, um, I'm going to talk more about, about relationship, about obedience, about submission, yeah? Now, Paul has given specifically guiding principles that is important because, let's admit it, the pandemic, you know, made a significant impact on relationships in every level of society. You agree on that? You see? Yeah. Just uh, a few days ago, I was talking to uh, one of my friends back in, uh, no, actually yesterday, actually, I was talking to one of my friends in, in, in Miri. And then he said, bro, uh, I find it hard to connect with the, you know, the Gen Z, you know, those who are in the 20s. You know, I said, why? I don't know. When I look at them, they, sometimes they, they can't really look at my eyes and talk to me, you know? You know? But... If I chat with them, uh, oh, so fast, you know, chat, 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 chat. Woohoo, yeah, that's one of the effects of pandemic, you know. So, but today, yeah, I want, I want to bring us to, to see this, 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 this whole truth about relationship, you know. Should we be limited? Should we follow the trend? Should we just, you know, bow down to the trend? Yeah, that's why, la, Pastor, that's the trend now, that's the Gen Z, la, that's how we communicate. That's the no, should we follow that or follow the Word of God? Yeah, so... Be it parents-children relationship, 
employer-employee relationship, lecturer and student relationship, government and public citizen relationship, today's sermon is for all of us. Now, being a spirit-filled person, yeah, it enables us to navigate through uh, the challenges and struggles that come uh, that comes with relationship to one another. We need the Holy Spirit. I need the Holy Spirit. You guys, all of us, need the Holy Spirit. Yeah. So it, it as a spirit-filled person, you know, yeah, the Holy Spirit should like really impact our life, and therefore, as a result, our life will impact the people around us. So today, my sermon, I put the title here, Living a Right Relationships in the Lord. Living a Right, right Relationships in the Lord, all right? Yeah, so there are only two points today that I'm going to share, yeah? Living a Right Relationships in the Lord. Number one, relationship between father and children, okay? As you can see, now, in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 1, it says, Children, obey your parents in the Lord because this is right. Children, obey your parents in the Lord because this is right. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 1 to 3, focuses on children you know, being steadfast in honoring their father and mother based on the, upon the command of Scripture and the promise of blessing of God that comes with it. You see, if you notice, there's no other Ten Commandments gave a promise to those who obeyed. Now, in fact, large part of the law speak about what happened if you disobey. Now, except for this commandment, you know, honoring our father and mother, it comes with the promises. Now, the word children, okay, the word children here, uh, in the original meaning is technon. Okay, now Pastor Dan has uh, thought about this and I mentioned about this in my previous sermon. Technon means referring to a children, a child in relationship to his father and mother. Child in relationship with his father and mother. While the word obey, can I have my slides? Yeah, just follow me. Uh, obey, in, in its original meaning is, uh, word is hupakuo. Okay, uh, yeah. I got, I got the slides there so that you can see. Meaning, hupakuo means to listen under authority. Listen under authority or listen in submission. All right? So take note of this word, technon, means children, and hupakuo means obey. Now, there is, this is another fascinating meaning of the word uh, hupakuo, okay? hupakuo, which is obey. You know, it was used in ancient Greek f- uh, for the action of a porter, or in our modern world today, we call it bellman, like in the hotel, you see, you know, bellman. Okay, so a porter back then, in, 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 uh, you know, in ancient Greek, he first will hear whenever people knock on the door, knock on the door. So as a bellman, as a porter, he responds to it, yeah, he listened and responded to it with an action, opened the door. So that is hupakuo. Now, so as children, we should hupakuo our parents. We should listen to our parents' instruction and not only listen, but respond to it with an action. Are you guys following me so far? All right? Because, you know, I know parents as parents, we know the struggles. You know, I, I myself are parents. I got three kids, you know whereby 
we don't really, I mean, like, we, we listen, but we don't really put it into action, okay? Yeah? All of us are experts in that, right? So we need God's grace. Even my children, you know, I keep on telling people, please pray my for children, pray, pray for my children so that they can listen, right? Yeah. So the meaning here is that the child is to listen, then act in accordance to what he hears. Now, parents, okay, parents is the establishment uh, of authority. You know, God put us, parents, now if you're parents, God put you as the highest authority in that family. Then father, yeah, let me rephrase myself, parents are authority, but the father is the highest authority in the family. Yeah? Unfortunately, unfortunately, this obedience of children to their parents is declining. Obedience of children to their parents is declining, you know. Um, what the parents expect from their children has changed so much in the last 40 years. Now, for those of you who are uh, in the late 30s or, you know, 40s, you know, you know, it's really different than the way we've been uh, brought up and today's uh, generation, right? Now, compare that to the Old Testament. Oh, Old Testament days, there were consequences for this obedient child, like serious consequences. Kalau anak-anak tidak mau dengar cakap, it's like life and death punya consequences. Not they just rotan, advise you, kah begitu. No, 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 no. In Deuteronomy chapter 21, verse 18 to 21, says this: If a man has a stubborn and rebellious son who does not obey his father or mother and doesn't listen to them even after they discipline him, his father and mother are to take hold of him and bring him to the elders of his city to the gate of his hometown. Now, this is what happened. Verse 20, They will say to the elders of his city, This son of ours is stubborn and rebellious. He doesn't obey us. He's a glutton and a drunkard. Then all the men of his city will stone him to death. Can I show the, the, the verse on the slide? Yeah. Stone him to death. And you must purge, you must purge the evil from you, and all Israel will hear and be afraid. Wow, the consequences of disobeying your parents, you know, they will, the, you, back then in Old Testament, your parents will not cover up for you, you know, like, no, no, bring your child in front of the, uh, the city gate, and then the elders will judge you, and then if you caught, I mean, if it's been proven that you are disobeyed, stoned to death. Whew. But we know, because of Jesus, we are no longer live under the Old Testament law, and no one is calling for this kind of a punishment anymore. Puji Tuhan, kan? Like, whew, phew. Yeah, yeah. But it does give us a, a glimpse of uh, the importance of obedience. Yeah? Importance of, of obedience, you know, for, for children to, uh, within the family in ancient Israel. Now, um, a lady by the name of uh, Marceline Cox okay, uh, says this, Children in a family are like flowers in a bouquet. There's always one determined to face in an opposite direction from the way the arranger desires. Oh, yes, you know, I can testify to that. Middle child, my, my <laughs> son, my son, you know. So... Whenever, like, actually, we want to take a family photo, everybody, the, the, the first and the eldest and the youngest, the, uh, our, our daughter, like, will listen. And then my, the second child, 
you know, the middle child will always like, hmm. they like just like this style. Hmm. And then like this, sometimes like, I was like, come on, just for the photo of sake, you know. <laughs> yeah, but that's, that's, that's the, the truth, you see. Children, yeah, they always be someone who will, you know, choose their own way of doing things, choose their own path. That is the, 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 the reality. For those of you, yeah, who are expecting your firstborn or who are married and then, you know, yeah, trying to get a child, you know, remember this, this is the reality. Children never been taught, never been taught to disobey their parents, but somehow they disobey their parents at such a young age. Nobody gives tutorials to my kids. <laughs> like, you know, David, if you want to disobey your dad, do this. No, 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 no one. You know? Yeah. You see, parents will not destroy their children by enforcing the principle of obedience according to the Bible. No, we will not destroy our children if we enforce the principle of obedience according to the Bible. Take, take note of that. But parents... As a parents, we can harm our children through lack of teaching of obedience. Ah. Yeah, lack of teaching. You know, as, as a, 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 a father to, you know, three young kids, it's a challenging time, you know, for me to really train my kids. Because again, to spend time to sit and talk to them and remind them over and over again. But I know, as parents, we need to do that. We need to do that. Yeah. Now, uh, Anne Sullivan, uh, she's uh, someone who's responsible to train and mentor uh, Helen Keller. Helen Keller was the first blind person in the world to earn a, a degree, you know. So, she learned something important. She, said, she, 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 men- she mentioned this in, his, uh, in, her, in her biography. She said, I saw clearly that it was useless to try to teach her, which is Helen Keller, yeah, to teach her language or anything else until she learned to obey me. I have thought about it a great deal, and the more I think, the more certain I am that obedience is the gateway through which knowledge, yes, and love to enter the mind of a child. Obedience. So, so imagine for Anne Sullivan... She has to try a lot of method, way to really train uh, young Helen Keller. He come to a conclusion that obedience, obedience, you know. Can you imagine Helen Keller, is a, she's a deaf, deaf and blind. How to teach, you see? But she learned that, mm, must train her to be obedient. And from there, knowledge and love can enter. Now, if we, we, if we apply... This observation to Israel, we can see why obedience is so strongly emphasized in the Old Testament. Yeah? The Israelites could not really know or love God until they learned to obey Him. Yes. There's a lot of things that God instructs them to do, and then they like just follow, just follow. I mean, if if that happened in our modern world today, right? Abisla, every protest, la, protest, no, no, this is injustice, la, you know, like we, we have our own voice, we need to, no. But in the Old Testament, God said, you just do, obey and obey. Yeah? Jesus, uh, obedience is also emphasized in the New Testament. Yeah? Through Jesus, grace has taken the place of law, but that does not mean that disobedience has replaced 
obedience. Yeah. You see, uh, Jesus summarized the, the, the hundreds of laws that Israelites were required to obey into two simple commandments, which is in Matthew chapter 22. He said, like, those shall love uh, your God and those shall love your neighbor. Yeah. He, he did not supersede God's law, rather he clarified and simplified them. Now, in John chapter 14, verse 21, says this. Jesus said, The one who has my commands and keeps them is the one who loves me. Verse 23a says, Jesus answered, If anyone loves me, he will keep my word. You see, there is obedience. Command. If they command, if you love me, keep my command. And Matthew chapter 7 and 21, Jesus said, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my Father in heaven. Now, in heaven. So Jesus makes it clear that love is demonstrated by obedience. You know, listen to me here. Now, church, children obey their parents as part of their own full-time Christian service. Children, all of us, right? We have, we, our first full-time Christian service, actually our first ministry actually at home is to obey our parents. This is a command and it is the first thing a child is responsible for in his life. Yeah. When a child, or a technon, okay, a child, asks God, God, what is your will in my life? The first answer is obey your parents. Obey your parents. Now, Let's move on. Paul introduced another word in verse 2, which is honor. Just now obey, right? Now honor. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise. The word honor is timao, means to hold worthy, to value, to respect. Right? The, the noun form, time, refers to a place of honor or rank. Now, this refers to uh, a children, yeah, uh, the responsibility of the children to respect their parents because their parents has the highest rank, the father and then the mother, okay, because of the rank, okay? Now, uh, this honor, honoring thing, right, honoring parents is something that a, as a children need to continuously do until sampai tuhan datang, you know, like until the end of uh, and, and, and lifetime, Okay, there's no, uh, what do you call that, uh, expired debt. Yeah. Honoring our parents is the first commandment that comes with the promise. Now, Exodus chapter 20 verse 12 says, Honor your father and your mother so that you may have a long life in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. Go well and you may live long in the land. You see? Now, the phrase, you may have a long life in the land, in Hebrew phrase, uh, means the fullness of God's blessings. The fullness of God's blessings. So it's not only like physical blessings, but uh, spiritually, emotionally, you know, and other areas of our life. That's the blessings that comes, you know, when we obey our parents. Yeah. Now, um, there, uh, there, there are times when I ask my, my, my son, my kids, to do some uh, house chores, you know, ask them to do some things for me, and I have to give them some reward to motivate them to do it, you know, yeah. God knows how hard it is for children, for us to obey our parents. 
He also knows that children find it easier to obey when they are promised a reward. Yeah? Therefore, the fifth commandment comes with the promise of long life in God's land. Yeah? Now, here's the question that I have in mind as I prepare my sermon, right? What's the difference between obeying and honoring, honoring our parents? Obeying and honoring our parents. How long is this commandment applied? Yeah? Should we honor our parents as long as they live? Should we obey our parents uh, when? when we start working, then we stop obeying our parents? Or when we reach an age, then we stop obeying our parents? How? You know, I have this question. So I, 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 pray, God and I pray to God, and then God reveals something to me. You know? But before I continue, I want to explain. I want to understand the context of this passage, right? These instructions from Paul is for uh, a believing home, for a Christian home, all right? I want to understand this, for a Christian home. Now, so when should we obey and honor our parents? Now, let's bring back these verses. Ephesians uh, chapter 6, verse 1 to 2 says, Children, obey your parents in the Lord because this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the, which is the first commandment with a promise. Now, compare it to Exodus chapter 20, verse 12. Honor your father and your mother so that you may have a long life in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. The Ephesians, this the verse in Ephesians, specifically directed and intended for directed to and intended for children, you know, young people who are being raised uh, and, and under the authority of their parents. You guys following me so far? Okay, it's in Ephesians, right? While the Exodus, the verse in Exodus, the commandment, is more generally directed for uh, all people whose parents are alive. Okay? That is to mean, you know, uh, in Exodus, that commandment is for everyone. For everyone, right? So, for children and also in adults. Now, just from this one comparison, right? From this one comparison, we can already see that there is a distinction between two. Children are instructed to obey and honor their parents. Adult children, like myself, like you, you know, I'm, 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 I'm an adult. My parents still alive, right? So I am their children, right? So adult children, though they are not instructed to obey their parents, but are still instructed to honor them. Okay, let me explain, huh? Yeah. Children who are young, who are being raised, and still under the authority of their parents, they are instructed to obey and honor Adult children, like most of us, who are, we are independent, we have our job, we have our family and everything, you know, and we have, still have our uh, uh, parents, we are instructed to honor them. Are you guys following me? Let me explain. Now, the, the, the distinction between obeying and honoring is important, okay? Obedience carries with the idea of absolute trust and absolute submission, yeah? Absolute trust and Absolute submission. It means to put uh, uh, yourself under the authority of your parents and follow your parents' uh, commands or guidance. All right? Now, while honoring, honoring means we are showing our esteem, our respect to someone of superior standing. Yeah? Honoring, like I mentioned just now, the meaning is to all worthy, to value, to respect. So as an adult children, yeah, when we honor our parents, we are esteeming them as people of value, 
uh, and superior standing and rec recognizing that their experience counsel carries a lot of weight for us. When we become adults, we are no longer under the direct authority of our parents. Now, in Genesis chapter 2, verse 24 says this, okay? This is why a man leaves his father and mother and bonds with his wife, and they become one flesh. As an adult children, like myself, the mandate to honor my parents never expires. Never expires. But the mandate to obey my parents expires when the child, when, 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 when myself, huh? reach a responsible adulthood and begins to make my own decision in life. I'll give you an example. You know, when uh, during my first year uh, uh, of marriage, I think, I think one month, you know, I think we, okay, one month, my first month, okay, of marriage, my mother texted me and said, hey, you know, can you uh, fetch me? Let's go to Pasar, bring me to Pasar. Because I'm so used, she, you know, to, 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 to bring her to, to, to the market. My dad have to remind my mom, hey, your son sudah kawin lah, begitu, you know? <laughs> so, yeah, it's a habit, you know? So, yes, I, because I'm already become independent, I'm married, again, again, according to Genesis, I have to, you know, leave my father and mother. So, I'm independent. So, I can choose, say, mommy, cannot, <laughs> I can't, I got things to do, and then my dad will bring my mom, all right? Yeah, but I still honor them. Are you, are you guys following me right now? Yeah, obedience and, okay, honoring, right? Now, in summary, as long as the children still dependent on their parents financially, you know, shelter, they must continue to obey their parents. But I must say this, I must say this. Obey here means obey as long as it doesn't go against the word of God. Right? Jangan buta-buta, obey, obey lah. You know, but those are, you know, my, my father asked me uh, to take drugs. Uh, this why I mean, obey kan, pastor? No, come on. No, please. Obey as long as it doesn't go against the the word of God. Now, talk about honoring and again, obeying my parents. You know, this is so personal to me because this really shaped my life today. Yeah. You know, I, I was raised in a Christian family. You know, I grew up in a Christian family. I was born in a Christian family. But I rebelled against my parents when I quit my law studies. Yes, I did study law until first year degree. And then I quit my law studies without consulting them, without praying, without asking permission, and without their knowledge. Wow, that's rebellious cow cow, like rebellious, you know, without any guilt at all. I don't know. I don't know. Whew. You know? But yet, I still depended on my dad to pay my college fees and rental, you know? So, uh, I disobey and dishonor him. No, then that as a result that affect my uh, spiritual life and also my music career during my first year working as a musician because you know for some of you who didn't know be before I became a pastor I'm a professional musician so in my first year of my career I struggle yeah long story short not long after that me and my dad and my parents uh, we reconciled and my life changed now I can see God's blessings and, and favor upon my life until today as I continue to honor my parents yeah. After we got married in 2010, you know, myself and my wife, Elena, moved to my dad's church. Well, as an adult, we can just choose which church to go, right? I mean, like, come on, we got married, and an adult, man. But we choose to honor our father. So what happened? I came under his leadership and served as one of his leaders at that time. Okay, so 
because both of us, myself and my wife, from different church. So my dad said, okay, since you guys are from different church, when you got married, come lah, boom, under one church. Like, oh, senang-senang saja, you know, like he didn't even consult us, you know, you know, but yeah. Now, in 2013, I heard about Pastor Dan's plan to start a Bahasa service or a Bahasa church. I was so excited. I said, I want to join him. Like, you know, oh, yes. You know, but I didn't get that green light from my dad. He said, like, no, Why? Why you need to be separated from your father? You should serve with your father. Like, I was like, oh. But again, I thought that, then I'm an adult, you know? <laughs> yeah? I, I, I'm no longer dependent, physically dependent on him. I got my own house, my own cars, and everything. No longer dependent on him, you know? But yet, God told me, choose to honor your father. Okay, I honor my father. Yeah? So I continued to serve him until the end of 2014. Now, this is a bit of history. Uh, when Pastor Dan again called me up, you know, and then I remember it was in Bangsar, we had coffee, and then and asked me to join full-time in ministry and build SIB Life together with him. So uh, I didn't like say, oh, yes, yes, yes. So I said, okay, let me pray about it, and then ask my dad. Ah, this time I asked my dad. You know, because I remember in 2013, I told my dad, dad, I want to join Pastor Dan. And I said, why? Come here. Now, 2014, end of 2014, I said, dad, you know, what do you think? And they say, why do you ask me? If that's God's calling, right, you answer yourself. Lah. Oosh, woo, that's a different kind of yes, you know? Yeah. So in 2015, myself, my wife, and our son joined SIB Life. At the time, it was known as Just Kebaktian Bahasa Malaysia. Lah. You see? But here's the thing. Who I am today and what I do today is because of these commandments of God that I keep holding on, honoring my father, honoring my father. I know it's hard, you know? You know, Hearing like, you know, uh, of course, Pastor Dan invited me to preach in uh, Kabaktan Bahasa Malaysia at that time, a few times. I was thinking like, oh, I should be here, you know, like, yeah, just back to my father's church, you know, like that. You know, but I learned to honor my father. Masanya akan tiba, the time will come, the time will come, yeah. Now, for students, those of you who are still dependent on your parents, you know you need to obey and honor your parents, right? Um... For those of you who are no longer dependent on your parents, in fact, you are the one who provide for your parents. I know some of you, you are single, still single, not married yet. You still you provide for your parents and siblings. The question is, should this law of honoring your parents, obey and honoring your parents apply to you? Yes. Yeah. Some people thought this, you know, that by returning back to their hometown after study, kan, ah, balik kampung lah, begitu, oh, you know, uh, the parents say, balik kampung lah. So they thought that, oh, I obey my parents, you know, I obey and honoring them. Yes, part of it. But let me tell you, sometimes we can show act of obedience to our parents, but in our heart and our mind, we are dishonoring them by being rebellious in our heart. Yeah, I mean, physically, like, you know, uh, go to church on Sunday, go lah. Or physically, like, oh, I think anak saya, very good, so nice, you come follow me to church. But in our heart and our mind, we are waiting for the time for us to like really leave home and then come to KL maybe and then like just do whatever you want to do. Let's let be honest now, all right? What is your parents' instruction, you know, or advice or you know, instruction for you before you come to KL or before you leave house to study or to work here in KL? What is your parents' instruction? Come on. Apa nasihat ya? Go to church. Betul go, go to church. What else? What, what else? What else? Don't forget to pray and read your Bible. Kan? Betul tidak? You know? Don't mix with bad people. Correct or not? Correct. That's the instruction, right? What else? 
Don't have relationship with people from different faith, especially girls. Jangan kamu pandai-pandai ya, cari boyfriend yang macam, you know? That's the instruction, right? What else? Kerja bagus-bagus ah, like work diligently ah. Okay, kerja bagus-bagus, right? What else? Don't forget to give your tithes. I remember my mom remind me like don't forget to give your tithes ah, you know? Yeah. Don't have relationship while you are studying. Oh, this is the advice given uh, uh, to my wife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, because my late grandfather is a guru besar, bah. You know, like seriously, you know. So among the siblings, she's the first one who got married. The brother and sister belum lagi. Belakawit begitu. Anyway, yeah. Um, but yes, she did. She did obey and honor uh, her, her, her father. Once she graduated, baru kami jadilah begitu. But you know, like yang uh, so, yeah. Now. All this instruction, right? You know, go go to church with your Bible, give your tithes, don't mix with bad people. You see, these instructions are actually biblical. Correct or not? It's biblical. Yeah? But how many of us are doing it? When our parents are not here, how many of us are actually doing it? So God revealed to me, you know, I said, like, you know what? Uh? We are dishonoring our parents when we did not do their instructions. We are dishonoring them, actually. Remember, the commandment of God in Exodus, honor your parents. <laughs> no wonder, lah. I always struggle with my finance, with my spiritual life, everything is more. I dishonored my parents. Let that sing for a while, all right? Just because your parents are not like educated, you know, they don't have big house, big cars, big money, big money like, like you, you know, doesn't mean you should like do whatever you want to do. Remember, they're still your parents, honor them. Yeah? Ephesians chapter 6, verse 4 says, Fathers, don't stir up anger in your children, but bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord. Father, don't stir up anger. Jangan kasih batu api. Jangan kasih marah anak. You know? Why father? Why not mother? I was thinking, why father? Why not mother? You know? Now, father is the highest level of authority in the family. Father provides their children with the earliest glimpse of how very much they are loved by father in heaven. Seriously. You know? The Bible refers uh, to God as our father many, many times. And then that's what the devil tried to do. The devil tried to really tarnish, to really corrupt that, that image of our earthly father. Yeah, because it's hard for some people to see God as their father. Because whenever they see like, Bapa, father, or they immediately think about their earthly father. Yeah. You see, why are some of us struggling today to, to, to see God or to call God as a father. This can be caused by many reasons now, but one of the main reasons is because our father provoke us and that causes us, without we knowing it, whether we know or not, cause us to rebel in our heart. Now, children who are rebellion, yeah, being rebellious, will wait for the time for them to leave home and be independent and do whatever they want. Seriously. Children who are rebellious will definitely get into trouble. Children who have bitterness will, uh, will parent their children according to their own way and not God's way. Yeah. 
Can you see the cycle here? If the image of father is, uh, is, is being corrupted, right? The children have bitterness. The children got anger in the life, in, 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 in their life. They will repeat the same cycle. They will parent their children the same way. You know? Quickly, how, how, how do we as a father provoke our children to anger, okay? Actually, there are more, lah. I know. If I ask my wife, there's a lot, you know, but I try to make it 10, lah. Huh? <laughs> you know? My wife is not here, you know? How do we provoke our children? By hypocrisy, you know? Acting like a Christian in church, but at home, not at all. Our son, our, son, our daughter was like, what? In front of the church, you say this. At home, you're totally different. Hypocrisy, the, our children, you know? Yeah. A lot of, uh, I'm talking from experience and also some, some friends, a lot of pastor's kids, yeah, they got bittered by their father, you know, that they got this bitterness. Then secondly, by constantly criticizing them and not encouraging them, by having double standards, by anger, harshness, and impatience. You know, a few days ago, I, I taught my son, again, to, 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 to play drums, okay? Because I'm a drummer, so like my son, like, whew, you know, I wish if it can be natural like that, you know, like, like, Impartation pray, and then they can pray. I wish, lah, I wish, lah, you know, but no. So I, I show him some simple, it's very really simple. Like, like, follow me, like this, like, really, like this, like this. Look at me, and then he missed a step. I said, like, David, this, from right to left. Look at me. I was like, oh, wow, serious, lah, you know, and that time he, he, he. <laughs> I'm a bit emotional, lah, you know, I'm emotional, you know, I forgot that I'm, I'm his pastor too. So, because here's the thing, I've, I've, I've taught many students, you know, and then including little kids, you know, and then whenever I do that, right, I know that my students can cut it, you know. But my son would look at me and then he got frustrated, you know. Mom menangis tau, begitu. I was like, okay, that's it, that's it, you know. So, uh, I just, okay, let's continue lah. And then as I prepare my sermon, God remind me about this. I say, oh, you're provoking your son. Like, oh, yaka. Then uh, yesterday in Miri, because he was in Miri with us, so I, I, I asked him, David, do you feel sad or not when that day daddy, you know, scold you? He's like, yeah, I feel sad, you know. But it's easy, right? You see, you see, it's easy, right? Daddy, it's so difficult. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> sorry, yeah, sorry, David. We'll try again. we we'll try again. we we'll try again, you know. Yeah. So God reminded me to talk to him, ask for forgiveness, you know, uh, you know uh, because I, I don't really listen to him. I didn't really find out, like, why? Why is it? What's so difficult about it? And he said, yeah, he explained to me. Lah. So we reconcile, lah, okay? All right, you know, so, yeah, I preach to myself first before I preach to you guys, you know? Yeah, so these are the list of how fathers can provoke their, their children. You know, I love this uh, Amplified uh, 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 Bible version uh, Mentioned in verse 4. To bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord. Bring them up tenderly with loving kindness in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. Fathers, we ought to raise our children, train them, teach them with loving kindness on how to live according to the Word of God. Amen? Fathers? Amen? All right? You know, yeah. It's a very critical role, you know, as a father. Our responsibility is to raise our children, yeah, spiritually, raise them spiritually, not only like physically give them pocket money and everything, but spiritually. So that's our responsibility, right? Now, let me end this section with this. Children, obey and honor your parents. Obey them as long as it's not against the Word of God and honor them as long as they live, especially when you are not with them, when you are not with them. Father, as father, be the role model to our children, 
raise them to be a godly Christian. It's our responsibility. It's our responsibility to pastor our own children first. Amen. Now, we go to the second part of the section, which is the last part. Of the last, I got only two points, which is Paul mentioned about the relationship between servant and master or employee and employer. Yeah. So in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 5 to 8, yeah, Paul mentioned that as a bond servants or servants, okay, obey your earthly masters. And here, Paul gave instructions to the Ephesians, including us, on how to obey our earthly masters or our boss according to God's standard. Number one, Paul said, obey with fear and trembling. Wow, fear and trembling, with fear. Fear means phobose in, in the Greek word phobose. It means to respect. Uh, or reverence, respect for authority, you know, on the job, okay? When we respect authority, it is our Christian full-time service for Christ. When we respect the authority in our office, when you respect, it is our full-time service for Christ. Are you guys catching this? Yeah? It's easy to honor and respect your boss if they are Christian. Oh, you're Christian, okay. But how about non-believer. It's easy to honor someone who are the same faith, but how about, you know, the government? Siapa kan jadi Perdana Menteri dan sebagainya, you know? Yeah? God to honor them. Okay? So, obey with fear and trembling. Yeah? Now, trembling, in the original word, is tromos. Yeah? This does not mean that you shake with fear when your boss walk by past your table, like, <laughs> okay, tremble, tremble. The Bible says must be like, you know, fear and trembling. No, no, it means this refers to uh, what? You work diligently, you know, when your boss gives you a task, work diligently, digging in and work until the job is finished, right? Um, in verse 6, it says, try to please them all the time, not just when they are watching you. As slave of Christ, do the will of God with all your heart. In New King James Version says, not with eye service as man pleases, but as born servants of Christ, doing, will, doing the will of God from the heart. That means God commands us to work wholeheartedly for the Lord, even when our boss is not watching or monitoring us. Why? Because we are the slaves or servants of Christ. Right? Yeah. This is something that hit home for some of us who has been work from, working from home for the past two years. Yeah, I know some of us probably still work from home on alternate week or day. So let this be a standard for us to follow. Continue to work even when our boss, you know, uh, didn't watch, not watching us or monitor us. And then secondly, Paul said, obey them, obey our boss, our, our uh, boss, by serving them sincerely as you would serve Christ. Work with enthusiasm, verse 7 says, as though you're working for the Lord rather than for people. For the Lord rather than people. It's easy again. It's easy for us to serve in church, you know, because, oh, for the Lord. But in office, you know, in the marketplace, you should continue to serve work with enthusiasm because you know that you are doing it for God. Yeah. Now, there's a term called quiet quitting. You know, this, this guy on TikTok a few months ago, he highlighted this, 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 this quiet quitting, you know. Um, and then people start to uh, catch it 
And since then, mostly, most, mostly Gen Z starts to ascribe to it, like, oh, yeah, quiet quitting. You know, quiet quitting was about mentally checking out from work, you know, while for, uh, I, some, for, for other people, quiet quitting also means doing less or simply doing the work that fulfills their job requirements. Yeah, itu sih ya, yang cukup-cukup sejak, and setting boundaries with their employers. In other words, you know, this quiet quitting is a phenomenon uh, can be described as workers refusing to go beyond what is expected from, uh, uh, expected of them, and they just do the bare minimum. Yeah? Now, why do people quiet quitting? Okay? There are many reasons. Okay? I, I read some articles and research says that uh, one may quiet quitting because they are not happy in their position and therefore their lack of motivation to do better. Because like, oh, I'm not supposed to be in this position, you know? So that's why they quite quitting. Not that they're resigning, they still come to work because they need the money, right? but they just do the bare minimum, right? Quiet quitting is also a way for one person to deal with burnout. You are completely out of energy, yeah? You are no, no longer like enthu- uh, have that showing that enthusiasm in your work, yeah? Number three, why people, some people quite quitting? Because it, 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 it's an indicator that actually you are ready for a change. Or maybe you are, you are really ready to look for another job because the current one doesn't do anything for you anymore. There's, there's no benefit. You can't, you know. So that's why people do quiet quitting. And fourthly, quiet quitting, it can also point to the fact that you need so much, you need that, that dress, dress or vacation. Therefore, your lack of motivation, you have no energy, you, do, you have no uh, that, that enthusiasm. Yeah? But here's the question. While quiet quitting has become more popular, should Christians follow the trend? Uh, yeah? You see, here are some, some thoughts. Okay? In, in a fallen world, overly demanding bosses, unhealthy desire for gain, toxic workplace, you know, these are not new problems, by the way. Not new problems, all right? The terms quiet quitting, of course, it's new, but the problems are not new. The problems are not new, yeah? What we need, actually, how, uh, the, the solution to how we can, can we cope to this uh, brokenness at, uh, at our workplace? Because it's not a new problem. We just need to find out how can we cope with it, Yeah? By following a trend, we are indirectly following the world standard and not God's standard. Ah, all right? It's like, oh, betul lah, betul lah. Okay lah, follow the trend. No, 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 no. Before you choose to follow the trend, look into the Word of God. I do think it is safe to say that quiet quitting is not uh, a, the wisest response to the experience of, you know, pressure and stress in the workplace. No, no, it's not a good, it's not a wise response because as Christians, catch this, we are called to engage, you know, the messiness or broken situations uh, uh, as people of God because we are the salt and light, right? We have to bring life wherever we go. Amen? So therefore, 
Ask wisdom from God when you have stress or whatever, you know, like challenges in the workplace. Ask wisdom from God. Instead of immediately like, okay, quiet quitting, you know, ask God, give me wisdom. How can I can help this situation? How I can help my colleague? Amen? Yeah? Now, another, another thing that it can be a trend, but actually it's been happening for, for many years. Quiet quitting in church. Ah, quiet quitting in church. People doing the bare minimum, you know. Yeah, ala kadar lah, melayani, serve just ala kadar lah, bare minimum. Not willing to volunteer. Or some not willing to offer any idea because they fear, they got afraid. Like, if I offer uh, my idea, later my leader or my pastor ask me to do it. Hey, no, no, no lah. Just like, just, just wait lah. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Quite quitting in church. <laughs> Especially post-pandemic, right? You know, we, as, as, uh, as we all know, there are a lot of our people, leaders, or some, some people who are in, the, in the ministry who went back to Sabah and Sarawak, so we need more people to serve as our church grows, you know, yeah. Let's volunteer ourselves knowing that we are doing this for God, right, yeah. Be, be a servant who said that, God, I want to honor you with my talents, Lord Jesus, whatever I can give, I will give, rather than like, hey, don't panic, pandai, let the pastor ask you to do a lot of things, so just keep quiet, wait until pastor approach you, huh? <laughs> Quite quitting in church. I don't know, right? Yeah. You know, we have many examples in the Bible. David, you know, he faithfully served King Saul and his own father before he became the king of Israel. Yeah. Yeah. Not only that, although Saul wants to kill him, you know, he still continued to serve his king and refused to harm God's anointed. King. Saul is a bad boss, you know, for, for David, but David continued to honor him, yeah, to honor him because he understands that, you know, whatever I do, you know, I'm doing this for God. So this king, King Saul, yes, he's a bad king, but God anointed him. God put him there. I need to honor God to that. You see, church, all of us are called to work wholeheartedly for the Lord whether it's in our workplace or in ministry. Yeah. I don't know which of these points that really uh, speaks to you this morning, whether it's your relationship with your parents, especially your father, or with your father, with your children, or the second one, yeah, your attitude, your relationship with your boss. Whatever it is, today's sermon requires us to respond, right? Because indeed, as a spirit-filled person, how we connect to one another, that shows that our life was guided by the Holy Spirit or not. Hallelujah. Come, let's bow our head. Thank you, Jesus. No church, our God is a relational God. He wants us to reflect His love to the people around us, to the way we live, and to the way we connect with them. Our love for each other is a reflection of God's love for us. So as 
we obey and honour our parents and the authority who are placed above us, remember that God has positioned them over us for our own good. For our own good. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Some of you might need to make that decision today to reconcile with your parents, especially your father. You might need to make that phone call or that messages. You have to text your father. Hallelujah. Obey God. Obey God. Thank you, Jesus. Let us stand on our feet right now. I just want to, us to respond to the word of God. By singing this song together, ask God to really touch our hearts. As we commit our life, our heart to God. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, I give you my heart. Give you my soul. I live for you alone. Every breath that I take, every moment I'm away. Lord, have your way. Lord, I give you my heart. Lord, I give you my heart. Give you my soul. I live for you alone. Every breath that I take, every moment I'm away. Yes, Lord, have your way in me. Yes, Lord. We give you our hearts, O oh Lord Jesus, right now. Father God, Lord, touch our hearts. I pray for all the fathers right now, Lord Jesus. Lord, help us, O oh Father God, to be that godly father that, that, that bring, Lord Father God, your authority, Lord Father, in our family, to teach our children, Lord Father God, to honor you, Lord, to obey and honor you, Lord Jesus. Give us that patience, the, the, the patience, Lord Jesus, to really parent our children, Lord Father God, according to your will, Lord Father. Lord, forgive us if we uh, sometimes, Lord, prefer to do things according to our own way, Lord. But today we know, Lord Jesus, you put us, Lord, Father God, in this position as the head of the family, as the father, Lord, to shepherd our children, to shepherd our family, Lord, Father God. Lord, I pray those, Lord, Father God, who are struggle at their workplace, oh Lord Jesus, especially their struggle with the, their boss, their supervisor, Lord Jesus, Lord, I pray give them peace, give them wisdom, oh Lord Jesus. Lord, this is another, not a new thing, the struggles, the challenges. David have to face it. Daniel, Sadrach, Meshach, and Benego, Lord, Father God, have to face it, Lord, Father God, in the Bible. But yet, Lord, Father God, they continue to be faithful and they stood out, Lord Jesus, to be the salt and light. So, Father God, I pray... For all those who are working, Lord Jesus, right now, let their light shine, Lord Father God. Oh, let their light shine, oh Lord Jesus. Lord Father God, Holy Spirit, 
Remind them every day why they do what they do as a believer in the office, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Father God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for tuning in to Live Podcast. We hope that you will be challenged by this message and you will share it with your friends, family member and co-worker. We hope you have a great day. God bless you.